Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vasquez and co-host Aisha Kreutz. A starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Buenas tardes, señoras y señores, hermanos y hermanas. Sí, soy yo, tu conservative New Yorkan, Peter Vasquez, aquí en the WISL studios. And hey, guys, guess what? Guess who found the time to join me today? I can't believe it. Uh, isn't that great? Like, I mean, hey, I, I got to say it this way, ladies and gentlemen, if you carry a title, it does come with a responsibility. <laughs> I'm just kidding, ladies and especially and when you got the, when you got the fan base, Peter. That you also have to, you know. Yeah, you, I have a fan base. You, you, okay. you have to cater to those people, right? Ab absolutely, Aisha. You, listen, yes. you can't be at the top all by yourself and not talk. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> able to talk for two days. I know, I, I know, ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of Rioville, right? I, I guess you don't really need much of an introduction these days, huh? I don't know. Apparently, I have a fan base, according to you. So, well, I was hey. looking at your Facebook page, at least on one of your personal ones, because of course Aisha has to have several. Are you a Gemini by chance? Ha! Huh? Just kidding. I'm Gemini rising. No, Gemini I'm not, rising. Actually. I'm really not. I, I saw you had like seven thousand or, or six thousand followers. So yeah, compared to my little Misley, couple thousand, three thousand, you, you're you're pretty you're pretty big up there on social media okay. world. Yeah. These other people with their seven million followers, oh, two million followers. I don't even know how people do that. Well, uh, I do. They're famous. Well, you know what? Right? Consistency. We're low level famous. That's what, what we are. Low level famous? We're like the lowest level famous that you can get. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I used to I'm think sorry that about my we... voice, too. And if I cough, I'm very sorry. I am still very, uh, you know, ill. In my head. Well, you're you're uh, you sound pretty good, but your computer's burping. So uh, I don't know if you got other programs up. Ooh, burping uh, but computers. it's kind of like bouncing around a little bit. My computer is. Burping. Yeah, it's kind of bouncing around. Yeah, and next break, make sure you tap it in the back a little bit. Let that air out. Deposit another twenty-five cents for the next three minutes. <laughs> okay. Hey, you had committee men training. I want to address that real quick. Through the Frederick Douglass Foundation, you went online. You created something that people can can go to and learn how to take their next steps uh, and, and get involved in their political system. Uh, how did that go? Well, um, we had about seventy-five or eighty that actually showed up. A little bit, you know. People always more that sign up but committeeman is um you know your lowest level of elected uh, office and you're representing the people the closest to you but it's also like the lowest lift with the highest impact yeah. so we really encourage people to become committeemen and yeah. passing the petitions uh, time is 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 coming for parts of new york so. so so let me ask you a politically correct question because it is <laughs> committee men training can committee women join too <laughs> so, yes. uh -oh. so actually precinct delegates is the official name but uh -huh. usually you know when you we we found you know peter when we use the those terms right people are like what and kind of turns people off but most people understand the term committee Right, you're just coming to be on your committee. So if you don't like the candidates that come out of your party, it doesn't matter what party you're in, 
If you don't like the way things are run, you become a committeeman. I mean, that's, that's how you control it. If you love how your party is run and you want to be part of that, if you love the candidates that are being pushed out by your candidate, by your committees and your party, then join and be part of that too. Sing Kumbaya. <laughs> right? Everybody be happy. But I'll tell you what, though, we are seeing some great things coming out of, uh, well, I mean, at least from the Republican committee from my side. I have to say that our chairman, Pat Riley, is definitely um, has, has single handedly and in, and in, Big Bounds brought a team together uh, to really make differences there. So, Aisha, thank you for continuing that push. And, ladies and gentlemen, check out the Frederick Douglass website to find out when the next uh, training will be. I, I'll tell you what, I do miss uh, uh, working with you on some of these things sometimes. Um, we miss you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to push back a little bit, though, on that committeeman being, uh, uh, what was? what is it that you said? Um, a, a soft lift or something like that? A low lift. A low lift. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a pretty heavy and high lift because it is those committee men uh, and women who go out there and, and put up the signs and get the signatures um, and, and really hold accountable the leadership. So remember, it was well, those I- committee people that, that changed the leadership. They created a paradigm shift that will go down in history. Well, that's why it's high impact. But low lift, I mean, you know, they're like putting it into our time is so valuable and there are so many things that we can put our time into. And sometimes people look at things and they're like, you know, I got, you know, maybe five spare hours a month if I'm lucky. Joining your committee, you can have an integral high impact with two, three hours a, a month. By going, putting up the signs, helping the candidates, um, talking to people. And and you're not going to find that kind of impact with just about anything else that you do. Gotcha. Yeah, your, your, your Wi-Fi definitely needs a little strengthening there. Um, you are cutting out a little bit. So, But ladies and gentlemen, hang in there because even if she cuts out, her message is always clear, right? Yeah, can Be you there. repeat that last part that you said, uh, um, Aisha? Do, do you remember what you're talking about? It's not critical, but it, we just want to make sure that we hear what you have to say. Well, that the, the about the low lift. Yeah, that's it. Right, that your time is you know it's just talking about your time is valuable, and if you only have a couple hours a month, three four hours to put into something, this is the way that you go in order to have the highest impact in your party and your candidates and how you change things at a local level. And when you change things at a local level, then it changes all the way across the board. Oh, thanks for repeating that. I'm glad we heard that. Yeah, I'm glad you asked her to repeat it because I sure was just going to go over it. I was like, if I ask her to repeat it, she's not going to remember, and then she's going to be embarrassed. So, no, I'm glad you did. Yeah, so, she did great. Aisha, I, 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 I called Aisha up, guys, last night. She normally joins us on Friday. And says, Aisha, I, I want you on the show today. And I didn't really give her all the notes, uh, mostly just because I forgot to email it to her. And I figured, you know what? She, <laughs> she is going to be able to handle this discussion uh, t- top notch because I mean this is this is who you are this is what you study this is what you try to do so today well you know today aside from being chocolate mint day which is very worth um, <laughs> uh, 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 kind of pointing out because who doesn't like those chocolate mints I mean that kind of made going to hotels worth it yeah yeah the ones you get at Olive Garden 
At the end, they give you a little Andy's mint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well worth it. I mean, for a $70 bill and you get a mint at the end, that's, that's, I'm just kidding. I do love those mints. So anyways, but today is President's Day. And once upon a time, today was George Washington, uh, his birthday celebration. And we still, I know I still kind of refer to it that way. Um, but I wanted to take some time and kind of talk about that because, Aisha, you know, we, we've been watching what's been going on in this country now, well, I mean, for some time, for several years, like the rest of us. And, you know, today there's a lot of celebrations going on. But what gets me is just a couple of years ago, many of the same people that are out there saying, hey, happy President's Day or whatever, are also the same people that, um, you know, kind of went through and supported the knocking down of all these national monuments throughout this country. Um, So, and, and George Washington being one of them. But I also recently learned, and on Wednesday our guest is going to, we're going to delve deeper into that, uh, but I also recently learned of a link called CNN 10, uh, which apparently it's a resource from CNN to teachers uh, to teach history. And I went through some of the videos. God help us. And, and I almost fell off right. my chair. It was literally demonizing people like Abraham Lincoln, people like George Washington. And so I guess what I wanted to do today, Aisha, uh, with your help, uh, and yes, your perspective and your outlook from a Christian perspective, from an American perspective, but also from a perspective of a black woman who lives in a society uh, who who reminds you that you're black every single day and, and whatever else goes with it. So I kind of wanted to take this whole perspective, look at George Washington. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to require your take too, right? Three, four, six, three thousand, the dialogue. But then I want to jump into things like uh, surveillance and something called the FUSIS program that may or may not be coming to the county. Um, but I want to tie all that together because this overarching racial push against against what really American values and then now this growth into some really serious surveillance. Anyways, we'll talk about all that when we come right back. Aisha, don't go nowhere. Enote atreven, change that dial. We'll be right back. Three, four, six, three thousand in the meantime. Let's kill it cause we're running out of time It's all so In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. 
Advertising on the WISL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the Voice of Liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WISL stations, the Voice of Liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WYSL stations. Echinito, Kale, Alon, Flito, Bien, Flito, De Puerto Rico. Welcome back to the Next Step Show, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Aisha, you still there? You still you still there with us, right, sis? No. Oh, it beer. Now someone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is the spooky Aisha. <laughs> yes. Hey, what do you think about these truckers and their response to what's going on in New York City? I, I'm, I'm kind of secretly loving it. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm loving it. I, I mean, I hope it works. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how many follow through, what happens. Um, but, yeah, I'm. Apparently, a few years ago, they did this to the state of Colorado. And and apparently, you know, what I'm seeing and and reading through some of the stuff that's being posted, they they almost brought that city to its knees. Oh, yeah. Truckers are, you know, the the bread and butter of still where we, you know, how we get everything. Mm -hmm. You, You can't mess with the truckers and hopefully they... Can bring some sense. I mean, look what happened with Canada too. Mm-hmm. You know, to so the we'll point see. where the national government in Canada kind of put up, made it to the. I mean, truckers would have been incarcerated for a really mm-hmm. long time, right? They had mm-hmm. to completely take away people's ability. D- do you think that that is a possibility here in this in, in the United States that? You know, these truckers are going to do this. Bring, I mean, because really, I I think they should do it across the nation all at one sweep. Listen, you want to keep doing this? Fine. We're done. Um, so, uh, what do you mean? What, like, what was the question? I don't understand. Well, in your opinion, do you think that this administration, the Biden administration, or even people like Hocus Pocus, right, do you think that they'll actually attempt to try to make it illegal for truckers to, well, really exercise their First Amendment right? Like to strike? Well, that's kind of what they're going to do, yes. What do you, what do you, what do you think the response in the states is going to be? I don't think you can get away with that here in New York. I mean, I mean, in the United States, whether they might try to, you can't. But I think what they would do is use it as a way to say, see, we need to nationalize trucking like we did trains. Right. Like, I think that would be more the route that they would take because they want to nationalize everything anyway and then say, hey, we're going to have uh, government uh, truckers and all of that stuff. But hopefully the American public is smart enough to say no to something like that. But well, what they're going to push, I, that. I'll tell you what they're going to push for. They're going to push for those driverless trucks. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, too. Hey, Gary, thanks for calling the show. Oh, hey, Peter. Hi, Aisha. Bob. Hi. Um, what I was hearing, I, I stumbled onto this very early this morning. There was some YouTube videos and then the Chicago Ray, the guy that kind of got things going. And 
what they're saying, the beauty of this plan is that there's really not much they can do to them. You know, if they all set up a blockade or whatever parade around, then they get license plate numbers and they can retaliate. But if they're just refusing loads and they said there's plenty of trips other places, you know, even their dispatchers are going along with it and some of the larger companies, it won't take very long to have an effect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this may be a way for people to fight back against, and it's all about, you know, this particular issue right now has been triggered by that ridiculous settlement that they forced on Trump last week to put him out of business. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody understands that now. You so- know, even, even Trump haters have got to see that, you know, again, Kathy Hochul comes out, at a press conference and says, don't worry about it for the rest of you businessmen out there. This is all directed at Trump. Yeah, yeah. Do you love that? I mean, I, I you got to just about put a seatbelt on to keep from falling out of your chair anymore. Yeah, you do. I mean, if, if it's a crime, why wouldn't they be prosecuting other people? If it's not a crime, why are we, why are we prosecuting Trump? Trump, right. Why exactly. is he the only one? Because it's a political attack. It's a political yeah. attack, that's right. So, yeah, it's a complete, and all of them are. Gary, and, and Aisha, too, are you guys, I'm curious, be, for the reason that the truckers are doing it, because you know that many are going to come out and start saying that, hey, this is just another attack on America by the mega, uh, run, by, run by Trump. I mean, how would you respond to something like that? So what? Yeah. yeah. That's how I'd respond is, so what? Wake up, woke people. We're not taking it anymore. Well, the people in the in uh, the city of New York are going to get a, a big rude awakening, awakening because what's going to happen well, they is are. they're not they're going to find a lot of stuff not in stores that they've been counting on, and instead the deliveries are going to be taking uh, uh, are going to be brought in by inexperienced drivers who don't know how to back up, don't know how to turn, and it's <laughs> going to be an unholy mess. That was one of the points that uh, one of the truck drivers made on his video was it takes an experienced driver to get through New York City, and they've already started hiring a lot of uh, people that, you know, just to fill the the openings that have no experience there. So they've already had problems, and now this will just exacerbate it. Yeah, well, and recently I I pointed out that the uh, Hocus Pocus had designated uh, 4,000 state jobs uh, 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 for illegal immigrants, basically. I mean, that's what she said. And uh, I I could totally see her now saying, well, you know, Americans don't want to be truckers, so we're just going to start offering those jobs to the people that are here, you know, trying to live the American dream. Yeah, but this is going to happen. This is going to happen within a week or two of going from normal to chaos if all of a sudden there's panic buying to go along with the shortages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, G- Gary, in a vault. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, New York City's in a real vulnerable spot for something like this because it's all connected by bridges Yes. and tunnels, you know, and so... It's, and it sounds like a lot of truckers are just going along with it. They're saying, yeah, we've had enough. You know, we got to draw a line in the sand and make a stand. And, you know, we can't have some corrupt judge and a, a lunatic attorney general. I mean, she's she campaigned on she's going to get Trump. Did you ever see that part of the story on the uh, news? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't they don't ever play that clip of her. And it's all over the place. She made numerous you know, act or claims that she was the one that was going to get Trump. 
So how can that not just be a complete fraud? Yep, yep. Uh, the, the AG has said it. I mean, she has been on public saying it. Actually, I have to find those audios, and we'll play them here in a, in a future show. Gary, thanks for your call. I truly appreciate it. You know, this and is you a... Know, oh. I just, this is a quote that's on, on X right now. Um, it, it, they said this in regards to the truckers thing. What this country needs is a good old-fashioned trucker boycott of Democrat-run cities. The left needs to be reminded of who really runs this country. I, I, how can we disagree with that? And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we do. Every November, we have the opportunity to fix it. Aisha, I'm sorry, you, I interrupted you as well. No, no, that's fine. No, I was just going to say, these truckers, I don't know if you remember when all the stuff with COVID was going on a couple of years, shutting down businesses and stuff. This is exactly what I was saying that the businesses needed to do, right? Was it not just truckers, but the people in charge, these business owners, everybody, have the power if -hmm. they take it. Right. If they say we're not going to put up with what you're saying in either shut everything down or ignore it all, there's nothing they can do. Right. But so, so I'm very excited about what the truckers are doing, and I hope that it makes the impact uh, that it should. You know, uh, the chaos needs to come. The impact that that's going to have on, on families, not just the customers, and I'm not talking about the truckers. I think that's great. I, but, you know, we got to find ways to get to a point in this country that we're working for the growth and, and, and really the next steps of everybody because we're here mm-hmm. strategizing and shutting things down, um, when, which I think is good. They need to know that. But, again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> every November, the second Tuesday, and, and every mm-hmm. primary now in June and, and and, and the other ones, that, I mean, that's the solution, participation. But, Aisha, I want to shift a little focus because this all kind of comes together. You and I have been in the in the mud, man. I mean, talk about grassroots. We've gone down to the seeds in the work that we've done. <laughs> um, and, and, and we've done everything from peaceful protests to TV, now radio, running for office, you name it. And the thing is, even though we've had a, a, a lot of... Um, change as a result of the work that us and people like us have done, it it, it seems that this big overarching reach just keeps getting heavier and bigger and more difficult to to go after. And then, of course, November comes and then we're starting all over again. Right. But recently something has been introduced um, that caught my attention, which is why I kind of want to talk about it today, because this kind of leads to... Well, Bob said earlier they're going to make a shift to, or someone said earlier about shifting to uh, electric trucks, self-driving trucks. That's been, you know, in discussion for a long time. But look, there's something for law enforcement called FUSUS, I believe it's pronounced, F-U-S-U-S program, right? And and it sounds phenomenal. It's a comprehensive, real-time, intelligent ecosystem, right? Like uh, almost AI, which I believe it's, they're just not using that word in there because it's too scary for people. Um, And what this does is that it integrates live video data, uh, sensor feeds from a wide range of, uh, of, of, well, of video of sources that, that come in, including private and public sources. So using that, they're saying that it's going to do things like improve situational awareness, listen to this word, 
operational intelligence, okay? And that, I think, is important because when we talk about operations and we're talking about operational intelligence, well, yeah, the more information, the more personal information that's gathered, then the more effectively law enforcement can go in and deal with situations. I love it. But what, why am I bringing it up, Aisha, do you think? Um, the 14th Amendment, maybe? Well, well, well uh, clarify. Right What's the 14th Amendment? Tell me what that means. You're, you shouldn't know anything about that. I yeah, don't know. You're a black I, woman. I, just kidding. I, I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't know where you're going, but, you know, right to privacy. Um, if they're going to be surveilling everything and streaming all of that, you know, you don't have the right to do that. The government doesn't. And we shouldn't comply to anything like that. You should have to have suspicion in order to do that. Get a warrant. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yes. So the reason why I'm bringing it up is because if we look at this kind of like the proposal that's going to be, you know, all painted pretty on the back of the ballot next year or this year, um, this poses the issue of taking away our rights to be able to protest. These truckers would not be effective once this thing uh, comes in place and fully enforced. We're listening to the next step show with your conservative New Yorkan. We'll be right back. So if you're lost and alone, you can Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WYSL stations. All right, well, let's just take a quick peek here, as long as we're talking about the 14th Amendment. Uh, let's see here. Where, where did it go? Oh, okay. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the U.S., get that, and the state where they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor, here's the, this is the critical part of the 14th Amendment, shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000. So, Aisha, yes, you're right, the 14th Amendment. And, and the thing is this. I believe that we live in a society that is free. And, and I've traveled the world with the military by myself. I've traveled the world, right? And, and I can say with 100% certainty at least as I view it all, that our Constitution keeps the United States of America free. Our voting rights keep us free. Up until this administration, we weren't going and using our politics to take down our political foes, right? And we're seeing all this stuff unfold. Obama did. Well, you're right. Well, I mean, really, is it a different administration? Um, I mean, very much so. So. So with that, I look at the efforts that, you know, that we're we're doing as grassroots. We do as American, God, country, and family, right? But, Aisha, when you hear that programs like the F-U-S-U-S, although if we broke that down, I wonder if it's like F-U-U-S kind of stuff. But, (laughs) hey, it... When we look at these programs, and then I look at numbers like the U.S. Intelligence Community's Annual Statistical Transparency Report. Well, that's a mouthful. Um, It revealed a significant overreach, Aisha, something to the tunes of over 3 million U.S. persons' data queries. um, 
Did I say that right? Yeah, by the FBI without warrants under Section 702. I mean, they're spying on us already. Yeah. Right? So, so when we look at these kinds of programs and we talk about, you know, standing up against this tyranny, I, I got to ask, Aisha, what, I mean... Are we fighting a losing battle here, in your opinion? And and you know what? I, I mentioned earlier, I brought you on, and I do want to get to George Washington. But this guy, you know, he embodied things like a limited government. He's the one that pushed for, hey, let's just have two terms. I mean, these are the things that that he and the other founding fathers put together to avoid these kind of things. But, I mean, when... I, th- when, when... I think those are the things that we have to get back to as just basic Americans, right? The, the founding fathers also said once you start having um, people basically, I mean, they didn't say it this way, but voting by political party, right? Two-party system is really the downfall because then people will begin looking at things from that paradigm versus right and wrong or constitutionally, right? Mm-hmm. And, we, and we see a lot of that now. And if people, you, you hear all the time, that people say, oh, well, they need to be able to, you know, surveil these things and that, you know, in the airport and because terrorists, you know, it was you know, George W. Bush, you know, love him or hate him. But right. That terror attack, 9-11 and the Patriot Act and all of those things started this conversation. And a lot of people chose safety over liberty. And that's where we're, we have to come down to. There is this illusion in most people's minds, I believe, that somehow we can be safe and that somehow we can mitigate every risk and live forever and that nothing's ever going to go wrong. And as long as you let these people protect you, that everything's going to be okay. But the truth is we all die. And it's appointed once for a man to die. So I, I, I think that the conversation is more cultural and constitutional than anything else. We have forget, forgotten these basic principles of the Constitution. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000. And when you say, Aisha, that we've forgotten these principles of the Constitution, I think you're referring to a specific group in this country, like the progressive left and some of the, even some of the Republicans that are in it for yeah, themselves, the say. ones that we call the rhino, the ones that are showing personal mm-hmm. interest. Um, but, 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 but Aisha, though, when you're looking at things like CNN10.com, for example, that's changing history, that's uh, trying to, to, to take uh, the hard work that people like Abraham Lincoln did and George Washington did back, you know, back in their time out of context. So I, I, I want to ask you, and this is, you know, again, I, the, the, I want to appeal to your race, right, because that seems to be how these narratives are, are formed these days, especially within the political spectrum of the left. Question for you. And I want you to forget that you're a conservative, right? H- how is it that you're not offended with today's narrative by the fact that George Washington owned slaves, built his empire on slaves, and didn't <coughs> free his slaves until after his wife died? 
Well, how how would you justify that as a I'm, conservative? I mean, how do you how do we fight never, that argument? So I've never been um, really offended by that, even before. You know, I mean, when I was in the space where I thought communism is good, great theory. You know what I mean? Uh, growing up with hippies and all that, and I think it's because we used to know, and again, this is part of changing history. We used to know that when this country was founded, slavery was the edict of the day across the world, right? And if our founders, and Abraham Lincoln said something uh, very similar, and it was his friendship with Frederick Douglass that kind of changed how he approached it, but but he wasn't wrong, right? If we were trying to develop a country at the time, right, breaking away... We can't fight both of those wars at one time, right? It's kind of why you had the three-fifths clause and, and all of these things. They were trying to figure out how do you break people away from a mindset that has been there. And it, quite frankly, today is still there, right, across the world. Um, America and the founding of America in its first, you know, uh, you know, 1776, right? We were in the top 1% of forward thinkers to saying that slavery was wrong. And you have uh, documentation after documentation from our founders, from a historical perspective, that they were not for slavery. They understood that it was wrong. But in order to break away from that, we had to have the country first. Okay. And as soon as that happened... They began unraveling in that. And we as a people, a free people, who believe in the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, had a battle. And that's what the Civil War was about. And we're here today because we stand on the shoulders of giants. And it's that common history that should bind us all together. You're listening to The Next Show on WYSL. Uh, 10.40 a.m., 92.1 f.m. and 95.5 f.m. We'll be right back after these messages. In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. The difference is dignity. At Open Door Mission, we open our arms and hearts to help those in need. We treat every one of our guests with respect and dignity. No matter the road that led to us, Open Door Mission is here to help. Give your support at OpendoorMission.com. Has your favorite pizza place been letting you down? Try Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery in Avon. Not only is their pizza amazing, but their full menu and bakery has something for everyone. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery, Avon. 
Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Next Steps with... With Peter Vasquez on the WYSL stations. Next steps proudly brought to you by Ryan Murphy and Associates, commercial and residential real estate appraisals serving the Finger Lakes and Rochester for lo these many years. Once again, here's Peter. Welcome back, see, si, senoras y senoras. Soy yo, your conservative New Yorker. Itenima Aisha Kreutz, Aisha. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Hey, uh, you had hey. a thought to finish before we left or uh, before we went on break. I did. I'll just wrap up real quick. You know, it's the chicken and the egg story. America didn't create slavery with its founding, but it did indeed adopt the principles in its founding that would later be used to eliminate slavery. And we have to ask ourselves, how can that founding be considered evil? Slavery existed before the founding of America, period. Aisha, you know, the reason why I chose to talk about surveillance and transparency or surveillance, transparency and overreach and and kind of, you know, bring up George Washington is because right now our society uh, is is um, is going through a significant uh, a shift. And they're, they're trying I say they many uh, in Washington, really, and, 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 and the progressive left are trying to shift narratives. Things that we're teaching our youth contradict the things that we're trying to teach our youth as parents, especially if you live in a conservative household. And the thing is, it's so confusing because if we can look at the conservative values of like uh, like a political ideology, then, you know, but, and that's what they're trying to make it. But many of us, especially in the black and brown community, and not exclusively, but many, by our nature, we're conservative, right, Aisha? I mean... Yeah. But 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 when I see things like uh, and, and this is true because historically, right, marginalized communities, black and brown communities, have been the victim of these surveillance transparencies and overreach. But people like George Washington, within their time, within the context of when they were living, what they knew, um, and, and what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, tried putting safeguards to kind of prevent these things would happen. And, and those narratives are being taken down that, you know, bad Washington for wanting to have limited government. We should have big government. But but what I really want to tie this together, Asia, because you grew up, I mean, your story, we've shared it on the Next Step show. It's, it, I mean, you've, you've come from the south in Miami or further south, right, from the furthest point uh, in Key West to New York. You were born in, you know, in a whole other state. I was, what'd you say, Maine or Maryland? Um, Maine? Boston. Boston, yeah. So, 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 so you've got a pretty diverse perspective. You have become a conservative thinking individual because of your life experiences, which is very similar to those that are listening to this show. So what I'd like to close this show with, Aisha, is, is, is how is it? And again, uh, if, if you could keep, just take, the fact that you're a Republican and, and a conservative out and just speak as an individual 
whose ex, whose life experience right brought all this stuff together and you can look at some of the nonsense that's going on that's been pushed um that's been taken away from this country the god country family values um i mean how can you as a woman share with others to to understand that i mean other people that are listening and I'm sorry. Remember, you got to forget that so, you're Republican and conservative what, what, uh, for a second. So what exactly was the question? <laughs> uh, nope, that's fine. Hey, that's what happens when you take uh, sinus and cold medicine before a show. The, the question is, Call me out. as a, a woman of color who, mm-hmm. whose story shaped who she is, you're not a Republican because of mom and dad. You're not a Democrat mm-hmm. because of mom and dad, right? You've broken mm-hmm. all the molds. You've overcome many of the barriers. All right, you've fought against the current narrative. So what I'm looking from you is to share with our listeners is how is it that you did that? How can they do that in similar situations without being Republican, conservative, or whatever? I think that for me, and, and I can't speak to everybody else, you know, I've always challenged what it is that I hear. Uh, I'm not one to live in an echo chamber I do believe that diverse ideas and thoughts, history, understanding things from different perspectives is vital just to us as a human being. And part of doing that, you know, history, I love history. I love seeing things originally from what people actually said versus looking at it from commentary. But you love history now. Aisha, I'm sorry. I, I remember from have. our conversation that at one point you had mentioned that you weren't always or you, I mean, you, you went through no, some I've tough always, times there where. I've always been a reader. I've, I mean, I was a voracious reader. I'd have four or five. I mean, I'm talking at a very young age. It was always something that I, I like knowledge and I didn't want to ever be put in a box. Right. It's almost like I've always been the rebel and being the rebel really is looking at the world around you and saying what is true and what is not. I don't want to just be spoon-fed information. If you're going to give me something, if you're going to give me uh, information, then be able to back it up and tell me where did it come from? How did you get to that point? I may agree and I may disagree, but at least I have the opportunity to go look it up for myself and not just believe what it is that was there. And I think that's really the thing that uh, my whole life was about. Um, you know, again, as you said, I grew up very rough, you know, and it would have been very easy for me to fall into the same traps that I grew up in, but I challenged everything. I was hey, like, why does it have to be this way? Well, I don't have to be a stripper. What could you just share with was? Black America in regards to history? Like, why, why should someone, especially in today's narrative of color, right, black or brown, want to care and know about, uh, uh, you know, George Washington? But more importantly, because if they do care about them and they get to that point, how can they, as, as you know, as a person of color, address that issue with their children to counter what they're teaching in schools? Well, I love David Barton and wall builders from a historical perspective. Um, He has the most original documents um, of any person or thing outside of the Library of Congress. And I would just encourage people um, to look at original documents because, again, everything is being rewritten, right? And you can make... Howard Zinn is 
evil. And it is what is in our schools, our colleges and stuff. But it's a rewriting of history. So if people just go read any kind of history, anyone can write a book today. What does the original say? And I think that is what's important. You, you have to understand where you came from to even have a foundation of where you're going. Otherwise, your foundation is sand. So do you think that days like George Washington's birthday today, President's Day, is relevant to the black and brown community? Absolutely. Again, it, it, we should be thankful. Like One of the reasons I'm still a Republican, I know you, know, you said to take that out. Um, you don't listen. We, you know, we, we should be thankful ah. to be Americans. We should be thankful to the Republican Party. Because without those two things, we would still be slaves. Period. And, Not according and to the I narrative lead, that everyone keeps hearing. Republican Party, because I have the sense of loyalty where I'm like, they can't steal our history. The amazing things that the Republican Party stands for, stood for, and did. That's our history. That is black history. Give me one example, or our listeners, one example. I mean, I know, you know I know all this stuff, but I like picking on you instead. I, I don't know. The KKK. KKK. Okay. The narrative uh, the, says that the, the all Democrat on us. Party was started uh, to started the KKK to keep the free blacks in line. Okay. What else? One more, because you did that kind of quick. What? 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 Politically, although KKK <laughs> was very political, but something more tangible, like a law or something. Um, something more tangible. Okay. More recently, look at what the Democrats have done with the no bail. It's my community. It's 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 mostly poor, and I shouldn't say black, but poor communities that are being decimated. It's the, it, it's. Wait, wait a minute, though. That's a, you listen to the news here locally. That law is 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 increasing the opportunity for Black and Brown America to exceed and excel and and not be bounded to those things. Aisha, as a black woman, again, you should be supporting that. Working out so well. Well, I also, just the criminals support it. But again, and, I, and that was maybe a poor one because just because you live in the inner city doesn't mean that you're black, obviously. No. But all around, uh, you look at Biden, right? He's a concrete jungle, talk, called us monkeys. I mean, the Democrat Party hasn't changed. How about affirmative action? Which I'm really surprised well, you didn't bring that one up first. Well, because affirmative action, again, we have to look at it from its inception and from now. It was originally just a federal program, I believe maybe Nixon, um, and it was a black man who, you know, Republican, who brought it forth. But at the time, it was to counteract um, where they had shoved all blacks out of the federal government and wouldn't give them jobs. And they were trying to, again, quote, unquote, make up for, for those things. And what it turned into is is what we don't agree with, right? That I want to be able to be judged on my, on my character and, and, and we shouldn't need something like that. Um, so again, affirmative action, we have to, just like unions. Unions back in the day were there for a reason, but you don't really need them now, right? Because we don't have the same issues. You can, you have social media. I mean, the things that were happening back then would never fly today. Right. So you have unions now. What Bob probably knows this in like Seattle and stuff who are literally negotiating for lower wages, lower so that their 
representatives don't lose their jobs. Right, they're trying because to, the minimum wage. Yeah, jo- job preservation. Yes. The, uh, the labor union movement in the United States is almost <laughs> exclusively public sector now. Yeah, 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 it is. Although I think I've said this terrible. before, and I know someone's going to disagree with me, but if any group of employees truly do need a union representation, it is the public sector, especially when no. your job's at the whim of whatever politician no, ends no. up taking over. But well, I know we'll he's have trying a to say. Yeah, I mean, if the protections no. are there, Aisha, thanks for your time today, sis. I appreciate you people. answering those tough questions, huh? Say that again. You can't unionize against the people. <laughs> get out of here. Amen. Say it with me, ladies and gentlemen. Leadership is the beacon that guides me. For through it, selfless service that I illuminate the way for others to find their greatness. Hey, nextstepshow.com, be a leader. Que tengan una semana bendecida. And until tomorrow, y nunca te olvide, your conservative New Yorican La Voz de Libertad and the extraordinary machine aquí in the WSL Studios. Te amamos. Yeah.